0: and paint supply.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the elite business advice podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of elite business advisors and your host here for the show. We all have 24 hours in a day, right? But what is the key factor in determining our success? For me, it's how we use those 24 hours in a day. Uh, What if we could find ways to work smarter and not harder? What if we had some key systems that we could put in place to achieve more with less effort? How would that make you feel? And how could that affect your bottom line in a positive way, obviously? Uh, and so we're honored to spend this episode talking with Tanner Mullen, the founder of both Premium Painting and Drip Jobs. We're gonna discuss a little bit how he's grown Premium Painting over the years and get his perspective as a painting contractor. Some of you guys may know Tanner is the founder of Drip Jobs, but may not realize he still runs and owns and operates his painting company there in Florida. Uh, and so I to will get some perspective from him on that, but then also how automation in general, led to him founding Drip Jobs and what it's done for his painting company and how it's revolutionizing the painting industry as a whole. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Tanner, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for being here.
2: Man, one take, man, that was awesome, dude. This guy's just that on the fly. By the way, you got an excellent host. Here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you, that. Man. When you do 150 ish of these, is about where we're at now. You kind of just start getting used to running with it's, it. It's so. funny
2: every time I uh, every time I do something with Nick, I always say yeah. like, he's got that intro down pat, dude. Like yep. the proprietor of the Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration, co- like he's he's just like automatic with it. But dude, thank I tried you. to say
1: that lingo five times. Yeah. And every time I, I sound like a kindergartner trying to say it. So I'm oh impressed gosh. by that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man, for the awesome intro. Yeah. You and I have been connecting yeah. these last few weeks a lot more than all. And it's then been we fun. have the last two years, dude. But I, I, yeah. I admire you. I love your heart for the business and I'm happy to be here.
1: I appreciate that a lot. No, it's been a ton of fun. I know you did a mastermind for our, our clients last week, which is a ton of fun um, with our monthly mastermind group. So thanks for taking time to be a part yeah. of that. I know it was just on contractor secrets. I loved that episode. I've had some good feedback from that. Cool. So yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you at Expo here in a, in a, a couple of weeks I'm by excited. the time this comes out. It's gonna be great, man. It's gonna be the best event yet. So tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got into the industry uh, in and in a minute or two, just kind of a high level overview for anyone yeah. that doesn't know you.
2: Yeah, well, my name's Tanner. Uh, I got into the industry early on in my life. Uh, My father painted. Uh, When I was 13, he'd wake me up in the mornings and I'd go and paint with him and prep the baseboards and tape the door frames and really got to see this process come to life. And I never left. That feeling never left me. It was always fun at the end of a job, man, you're cleaning up. The customers are like beaming from ear to ear and, you know, they shake your hand, they give you hugs. And I was 13, so they would make me lunch, you know. They would, I love it. That's know, awesome. So, it, you know, I was like, man, is this like work? You know, so I've uh, had a couple series of events in my life that forced me to kind of get back into it. I didn't think I'd be into it. It was more so I'm going to go the corporate route and um what led to uh to painting was i had to go home and help my dad he had developed a, an an addiction and was going down the wrong path and i felt hey you know what let me take what i learned in in business and bring it to bring it to this trade and the rest is history i mean it's it's now my passion i love the industry um i'm i'm i try my best to to lift everyone up because i remember what it was like when i first started and uh there's so many problems that uh need navigating and uh it's fun to be on the side of of uh, it's fun to be on the side of of helping others navigate those problems it's, it's what gets me up out of bed every day
1: I love it, man. Oh, and I love it too, because, uh, and you've got so much different perspective from the industry, right? The software side, we'll talk about in a little bit, running a painting company. Um, you know, but I just, that's one thing I have really enjoyed about connecting with you a lot here lately is just your heart for it, right? You've got a passion for it. You've got a heart for it um, you know, your ultimate business resource that you put together that you showed me and shared with me. Uh, I think I got the sneak peek right before you actually launched it, but you know, just the fact that you're willing to take time and share and, you know, just be yeah. there for people. Right. I know you do a lot of coaching calls with new, new trip jobs, clients, like you don't have to do that. Right. But you do, cause that's who you are and that's, that's your heart. And, and I, I, love doing what we do. I was talking to a couple of our advisors, uh, yesterday, kind of trying to prep the one for expo. He's never been to expo. Uh, just came last year as a contractor before she started with us, but Andrew's never been so, you know, I'm trying to prep him as much as I can. And, and, and that's yeah. thing I said, I said. What I love about this, I said, is you get to meet people like Tanner, like Maggie Kuyper, like Nick Slavic, Jason Paris, you know, all the people that you see throughout PCA, you know, quite a bit. Right. I said, and they're all good, genuine, humble people. Right. That's one of my favorite things about the PCA community. Uh, and those we get to do business with, there's no fake relationships here. Right. It's all genuine. It's all authentic. And I appreciate Absolutely. that about you. Um, oh, man. so let's, let's talk a little bit about premium painting then. So, One thing you shared on our mastermind last week, I'm not gonna give away all the secrets, right? You shared all the the gold nuggets for our clients and I appreciate it. So we're gonna share like the silver and the bronze ones today. Uh, But one thing that you said really kind of stuck with me, you said you guys focus a lot on promoting from within at premium painting. Kind of share with me the reason why that's a big philosophy for you guys.
2: I just love giving people opportunity who deserve it. And I don't think there's any other natural way to grow a business. And I think if you don't do that, um, you create resentment anyway, right? So there needs to be a path that someone can take that's a reward for their hard work within your business. Um, So for me, promoting within isn't this phenomenon. This is just natural progression. um, And that is what should be occurring in the business.
1: I love it. I love it. So, what are some examples of, of how you guys kind of promote from within um, as people kind of grow within your company, and how do you have that kind of pathway yeah. set up?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, generally speaking, you start painting houses with us, you know, and and yeah. and the idea is, you know, not everyone's going to get a management position, but you just notice the outliers, man. You notice the people that go above and beyond. You notice the people that stay a little later when they're not asked to, or they you know, do a little extra. And that's nothing other than their character. So step one is finding people of good character to be at the entry-level positions in your business because it gives them the opportunity to showcase their good character uh, in your business, right? So it all starts with just hiring painters, like hiring people to be our team members. But as I've grown in the business, I've learned to make the higher, make the focus of the hire as if I'm hiring a future manager. And when you go in with that mindset, your hiring process is a lot harder. It takes a lot longer. It's a little more strenuous. It's a little more stressful, but at the end, guess what you produce? Anyone in my business, anyone right now in my painting business of 13 wonderful employees could run a project. It doesn't matter what level they're at. They could run it and they could do it to our standard. And I trust them to operate with integrity, to communicate with the customer, to communicate with us. I trust them. There's not one person. Now, when you have a business where everything's clicking on all cylinders, it's like the offensive of a football team. You know, the goal of the coach is to position the business or in that case, the football team with the best 11 players on the field. So for me, I'm just searching for my best 11. Now, because it's been eight years, I now have it. But during that time, there were, you know, my quarterback was great, my running back was great, my wide receivers were great, but my offensive line sucked, right? Yeah. So what did that do? That was a detriment to everyone else. So yep. for me, it's like I'm very, very hardcore when it comes to unfortunately letting people go because it's not anything other than, it's hurting everyone. So just yeah. learning, just learning, but then ultimately creating an environment where people have a belief, Chris, that they can advance through the business. Um, and I want growth minded individuals. I've never worked a job where I felt happy with the fact that I'll never get a promotion. Never came so. from the
1: corporate world, right?
2: Yeah, dude. You're like, well, that's obviously the next step. It's like, okay, well, cool. I'll do this for a little while. And then I want to advance to manager of a branch. And then I want to advance to the corporate office or whatever it is. And it's like, humans are here for growth. Like that's our unique. That's what makes us different than any other species is that we grow. Um, yeah. well other species grow, but intentional growth and we can grow right. in any direction we want. We could, we could grow in an opposite direction. So for me, it's like tap into that and ultimately realize it like your business will only grow to the degree of which the people in your business want to grow. Um, so that makes me position my business in a way for growth. There's been times, Chris, where like, dude, I wasn't ready for another crew, but I had <laughs> someone, yep. and he needed that opportunity. I could tell, or else he was going to leave. And now, could I hey leave, man? sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let go of someone because of my inability right. to get uncomfortable. and that's kind of the mindset, man. So we just grow organically. i love I love the the slow growth, the slow progression because yep. it's foundational and it's long term,
1: yep, no, that's great, man. And I think you know a big thing, you know, as you mentioned with that, like the growth mindset, right? I think that's something that we all have to tap into more. We have to seek those opportunities. Because what you just said, right? Hey, I'm not ready for this crew lead, but I'm gonna lose a good employee that I've spent all this time investing in and building into. I can't lose him just cause I'm not ready for it myself or we're not ready for it. We're gonna figure this out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's important, right? You know, being able right. to promote people into crew leads. And I know you've got a great system put together for how people even grow from day one to crew lead to, you know, et cetera. Um, you know and so i think that's important too right you have to keep that vision in front of people uh that's one of the most foundational things i share when i go speak for Sherwin throughout the country is when we talk about recruiting i say listen if they don't know there's opportunity if they don't know there's vision Everybody just assumes, well, hey, I'm coming to work for this position and this is just, this is gonna be the next 50 years of my life. No wonder you can't find good people because you're offering $18 an hour for a painter that they think that's all they're doing the rest of their life. No, like I want you within 30 or 60 days to be at $21 an hour, but guess what? You're gonna have to get to this, this and this metric, right? Right. I'll pay you, I'll pay you $30 an hour, but here's where you need to be at to warrant getting paid $30 an hour, right? um not not to mention it takes the the whole hey can i get a raised conversation out of our yeah. question right yeah. you know and if, if it's very black and light, go ahead it,
2: it's such a good point dude and and ultimately the way i see it is is that yeah. you just want your business to be one step up from the other opportunity or where they came from right like and that starts with the perception of the opportunity early on right yeah. for me it's like dude my hiring process makes people feel like, they earn something by getting the job. It's like, which dude, is awesome. You, you've went through all these channels, like, and I I made this comment the other day. It's like I want my opportunity to be something that the person that I hire wants to go out to dinner with their family after they get the job. I want that to be a celebratory event in their life that they made it to premium pain. Yep,
1: yep, that's awesome, man. I love that. We could do a whole episode just in that. Um, <laughs> Ooh,
2: another, another,
1: I think, good question. I always like to hit on, especially those of you guys that have companies and, you know, it obviously you started out just where everybody starts out. Right. Um, yeah. you know, so what's been your key marketing strategy over the years, both kind of when you initially started premium yeah. painting way back in the beginning, we're probably a little more strep for cash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and then how that's evolved over time. Um, you know, as things have gone on and grown.
2: Dude, um, man, marketing strategy over time, it's, it's evolved. First, first step was making sure that uh, I knew where the leads were coming from. Um, so, you know, I had to, I had to identify really, I don't know how to market. That was the first step is just realizing that I had no clue what the heck I was doing, right? I just quit my job. I didn't really understand the concepts behind marketing because I had always been a salesperson. All the marketing was always done for me right it was always you know just show up and sell your toyota car that you spent hundreds of millions of dollars marketing to get people in the door yep. um go and sell your life insurance product that you obviously had spent money marketing on and so coming from a sales background this was foreign to me because Um, you know, this is foreign to me. So what I then realized was, is that I really want to impact the lead flow of my business. And what I, what I began doing was knocking on doors. Um, I knocked on Chris, I'll be honest with you. I knocked on 10 doors. Um, and, uh, I got one person to answer. They weren't happy about it. And I quit. Um, and I'm like, dude, I'm not knocking doors. I did that in life insurance because that was my neck. Na- I'm like, okay, well, I'll knock doors in this neighborhood and start getting paint jobs. And that's what Eric Barstow told me to do. So I'm gonna go and do it. Yeah, uh, wasn't me, man, it just wasn't me. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. I'm not gonna knock these doors right now. I just didn't want to do it. So I came right. across home I came across home advisor and home advisor uh, was my ticket out, man. that was crazy to me. I had some money saved up. and I said, you know what? Let me buy these leads that, promise, um, to give me an opportunity, which obviously we know wasn't fully true, but (laughs) when I was getting leads, these were people that wanted a paint job. And I'm like, dude, these people want the job. All I got to do is go sell it. I'm in. Um, so, so I probably spent over $60,000 in my first year in business on, home advisor. And that was what propelled the growth of my business. hundred percent. That's,
1: that's cool. That's cool. So how has that strategy evolved in over time? I assume you're still not knocking on doors, at least you personally. Um, but how has that strategy kind of evolved over time where you guys are at and, and stuff? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So interestingly enough, um, I still use them, but they take it's tapered down to maybe 10% yeah. of our, our lead flow. And that's how it should be. You know, that yeah. was just a way to shotgun our, our name all over town, right? Like the way I started to peel back the onion was, hey, I got a lead from someone in the Northwest side of town that I would have never met had I not used this service. And then I get the referral of their neighbor who comes outside and wants to see how we're doing. Right. So it's like, now I got a customer that I never would have gotten through a customer that I would have never met thanks to this this resource, right? So yeah. this was easy money. Now, obviously, as time has went on, strategically, I started telling people to go on Google and leave us a review. Google, 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 Google. And if you look up our company's reviews, we're at like 260 now um, on Google, five star rating. And ultimately, the transition just happens where now you're getting that Google traffic. I'm still keeping Home Advisor on, but now I'm getting that organic Google traffic, right? And then you then you get the then you get the google ads going right so then you start trying to capitalize on being the first search result and then next thing you know you you then develop a facebook marketing strategy and really for me it's just like you know taking the money and then just allocating it and diversifying right so early on it was just home advisor so if there was a t- two or three days where a lead didn't come in from home advisor i was twiddling my thumbs right so yeah. Hey, some days we get a website lead. Some days we get a Facebook lead. Some days we get a Google lead. Some days we get a yeah. home advisor lead or an Angie lead now. So it's just, yep. I don't care where they come from, Chris. I could care less. I just want the leads. I want the estimates, which lead to the sales.
1: Yep. I love it. I love it. And you know, your numbers well enough to know what's working and what's not and, and what you got to get out of it, right? Oh yeah.
2: Oh yeah. If it's positive, do it again.
1: Yep. I love it. So share a little bit. I want to kind of turn the rest of the episode over to, uh, to me, what's the super fun systematic part of this conversation, (laughs) uh, which is drip jobs. And so just share the story, man. Like, how did you, you know, you don't have to go to DSL on how did you exactly found the company, but like what made you want to start with drip jobs? What made you have this vision of, of creating the software company in the need you saw in your painting company that kind of birthed this whole new idea?
2: Yeah. Um, well, um, I'm the type of person that looks for the fastest way to get something done. I was always the first person to finish my test in school. Um, you picked C for
1: everything, didn't you?
2: Dude, it was just, let me just get this done, man. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I made it through, you know, and and ultimately I always look for ways to optimize things, get it done faster, you know? And, uh, when I started buying leads, this really like, opened my eyes because I would get the lead from someone who promised they wanted a paint job, like I said earlier. And then I'd call them and they didn't answer. And then me having a sales background, I'm like, okay, well, I got to call them again and call them again and call them again. They didn't answer. So I'm like, I just paid a hundred dollars for this person's information and they're not going to answer. So then I would type up an email and I would type up a text message. And then eventually they'd respond back. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that's at least good, you know, so I need to start implementing this communication channel. In my lead nurturing, because clearly people don't like answering the phone from a foreign phone number. Duh. Yep. So I thought, man, like there's got to be a way to make this process faster because I was buying a lot of leads and after that first person didn't answer the phone, Chris, then I'd get another lead. So now I have two leads at two totally different stages, just two, right? So you have someone that called, that came in yesterday that responded to an email and said they weren't ready yet. And then you have a brand new lead at the beginning of the stage. And then guess what? God forbid this happens, you get another lead. Now you have three leads totaling (laughs) $300 that are at three different stages of the buying cycle. Then I started to become a student of the buying journey because I'm thinking, okay, Just because someone's not ready yet doesn't mean that they're never going to be ready. How can I communicate with this person over time? That's a drip campaign, which I knew about, right? You know that obviously you get automated messages that go out over time. I said, perfect. I need to find a software that has drip functionality. This wasn't no major phenomenon. This is just like, this is a marketing, this is a marketing strategy. So I'm like, cool. So what I did was I found the software and I wrote a follow-up sequence over the course of 30 days that I would manually go in. I put in their email and I would send them that 30-day drip campaign over the course of 30 days, reminding them to book an appointment with me. Inside of that email was a link that I put to my calendar. So that was another thing. I was like, I need to automate this because if I can have them book a time on my calendar, it is one less back and forth thing, one less friction point of having to agree on the time. So that's what I did, Chris, is I would get the lead. Then I'd go to this automation service, put in the email, and then they're getting the drip message. And then I thought, man, I'm painting at this time with my team. So I would be on ladders. I'd be going nuts. I'd get that lead, Chris. And then five minutes would go by, 10 minutes would go by. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Next thing you know, 40 minutes go by and I haven't called the lead and I was starting to get stressed. I'm like, and then I'm finding a way to copy the email, paste it into that service on my phone. I'm like, dude, what am I doing? How can I automate this? Then I came across this amazing thing called a web hook. Now this changed the game for me because what I realized is, is if you reach out to Home Advisor, they'll give you a web hook to connect to an app And what I used was Zapier to connect the webhook to my autoresponder. And the rest is history. From that point, whenever a lead came in within seconds, they got a text message and an email with my booking link in there. And I thought, man, I said, I just struck gold here because this is crazy. This is awesome because I would forget to call someone. And the next thing you know, it said, hey, you have a new estimate booked. On your calendar, and my light bulb just as an entrepreneur, dude, just went ding. And I'm like, yep. this is, I'm onto something here because this is crazy. Other people have to be experiencing this. So I started sharing my journey on Instagram, Chris. I started following, you know, I would go in and do an estimate. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to close this one. And I'd come out with the check, right? And I would, you know, I would just build, I just started building relationships online. And I realized that other people were having this problem. So I started setting this service up for people. I called it Trade Thrive. And what I would do is I would do exactly that. I'd connect their web hook from Advisor to this autoresponder. I built out all the emails for them and they were booking appointments and they're like, awesome. I love this. It's amazing. Everyone was so happy. And anybody that's listening to this, that was part of that trade thrive group. I love you. Thank you for the confidence, (laughs) right? So yes, it it was just me doing it, dude. So I can't
1: forget where we came from.
2: Can't forget it, bro. And at, at night I'm sitting there like building out, dude, I remember like, cause you know, when you're, when you're in hustle mode, bro, you don't have like a lot of time. I'm building my painting business. I remember being in the hospital with my, my newborn daughter and I have my laptop with me while she was sleeping and my wife was sleeping mm-hmm. and I'm freaking making emails for uh, Tree Thrive, dude. I'll never forget those days, man. It was yeah. just, it was, you got to hustle, right? So I did that. And ultimately, people started asking, Tanner, okay, how do I connect this to Joist, how do I connect yep. this to this software? How do I connect this to all these different softwares? Because I need proposals now. I have to go in, copy the information. I'm like, damn, like I want to help you solve this problem because I'm yeah. having this, I'm having the same problem. So I get into Zapier and I start trying to figure it out. And what I'm realizing is a lot of these softwares just don't have what I need, right? So I found this software that was kind of close. And I reach out to them. I say, "Hey, I want to white label your software. I want to be able to connect it to these lead source or this resource." And I told them my whole grand plan, and they go, "Dude, you want so many changes done to our software? It would be better if we built you one." And I said, huh, "I had already been thinking about it." So you know, and if you don't know this, yeah. Chris, like, when you think of an app idea, the first thought is, "Am I going to get screwed?" Right? Like because you right. don't know what you're yeah. doing, and you're just like, "This is such a mountain." But this company was reputable; they already had decent software um and i could tell that you know if i move forward with them they'll honor uh they'll they'll honor it and they'll make it so yeah. dude within 2 days i had a 50 page document of everything i wanted in drip jobs cuz i had already been thinking about it it's something yeah. that's been on yeah. my heart i knew it i'm like man it would be crazy they sent me back an invoice with a bigger number than i've ever seen on an invoice um yeah. this was during covid <laughs> i go to my wife and i say look this is almost all of our savings uh but I think this is gonna work. Like you need to yeah. you, we you need to and she 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 gave me the green light. Like that's awesome. The, and I always you know thank her because yeah. she sees how it's doing now, and she's like, Oh, that was a good idea. I'm like, yeah, really. yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah. and then that, that ultimately, was a good gamble. That was a good gamble, man. And ultimately, uh it's been a long journey since then, but we got the first version of it uh out in yeah. I think it was I think it was June of 21. Uh, we're here in February 24. Now we have 1,300 companies using it, and we are growing like never before. So uh, that's that, that's the drip job story, man. And and yes. and it wasn't just. And what's interesting is is people think that drip messages are really only for the sales cycle, Chris, like the leads, yeah. the you know, opportunity, dude. The project side needs just as much communication, if not more, than the leads. Yep. So yep. for our software, it's like, dude, it is a communication absolute juggernaut, dude, and it's yeah. awesome.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. No, I love it. And, and that's, you know, I, I love the, the partnership we've got with you guys. Obviously, drip jobs is really what we're, you know, it's it's what we're a fan of. That's why I kind of reached that's out tough. to you and I was like, listen, Thank man, you, our man. clients, a lot of our clients are using this. I love it. I love what you're doing. Like, how can we be an asset for you guys? Um, and I just I love the visual side of it, right? I yeah. love you know, one thing I've shared with a couple of people after your your meeting with us last week was like you guys are always looking for the next thing. Like, I know what's coming next. We talked about yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna share it on here unless you want to, but like, I know what's coming. You guys are always innovating. You guys are listening to those 1300 customers yeah. and the ones you don't have yet. Yeah. And and just, you guys know you can't be everything to everyone, right? But you can be as much as you can to as many people as you can, yeah, right? That's right. And I love that you guys are constantly adding new features into it, adding things in that people are looking for And you guys are just getting started, man. You guys are three years into this. You haven't even begun having fun with it yet, right? No, dude, Um, and and I
2: I look at it like a community-built app with the ideas that people give us and the different feedback that we get. And I can genuinely tell our users want us to win. They want to be heard. I would want to be heard. And dude, there's people that that text me, hey, Tanner, can you do that? I mean, it's just that sort of app. And I love it, man, because at the end of the day, I have no tolerance for mediocrity, right? I won't put out junk. It's not right now. It's about the impact, the mission, and the vision. And if that is at the forefront, everything will fall into place. It's the same strategy that I implement in my painting business. Impact, mission, vision. Dollars will come. Focus on the impact, right? Identify and execute the mission and keep refining the vision, right? Always stay one step ahead. Kanai is a principle that I've gotten from Kaizen, which was popularized by Tony Robbins. It's a Japanese manufacturing principle, which ultimately represents consistent and never ending improvement. And dude, there will never be a day where we don't improve this application. There'll never be a time I'm satisfied with how it is. I hate it right now. And that's a good thing for
0: you.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it is. So I, I was joking with one of our advisors this morning. I said, listen, I said, today is going to be the worst it ever it's ever going to be. And guess what? That's tomorrow right. is also going to be the worst it's ever going to be. And you could play that game you know, for infinite days. Yeah. Um, but man, I love it. I love aligning ourselves with people like you guys, your values, your heart, um, just what you guys are doing, right? I love the continuous improvement. We're always trying to find more ways we can add value to our clients. Um, you know, and I know you guys are doing the same thing for your subscribers oh, yeah. there. So um, as we kind of wrap up here, I don't want to take too much more uh time here, but one question I've got for you, I think this is a big one. How do you balance your time between the two? Right. You've got your painting company that that you've built and and you know, been very successful with, I know you're humble, so you won't say that. So I'll say it for you. Um, Now you've got drip jobs that is, is crushing it, right? For you guys have 1300 users after three years, man, huge, huge props to you on that. How are you balancing? Oh, by the way, I know you've got two young kids at home and a family. So like, how do you manage your time?
2: Um, it's a continuous challenge, man, to be honest. I mean, it's trying to shut off the phone during normal life hours. It's a sacrifice, um, but the legacy is what I'm striving toward. I have great support at home, man. It's my wife, dude. Yeah. Like, I have the yeah. best partner in life, um, a godsend to me. Um, her mother is a contributor to our household. Um, and uh, and yeah, man, I think, again, I think we're all in alignment of what the mission is, man. And It's like, dude, I, I play my part in ensuring that every minute of my day isn't wasted you know, cause it's at the sacrifice of something. Right. So for me, I, I work with intent, um, and I'm just trying to move the needle man i my kids are young i spend as much time yep. with them as i possibly can I, I shut off during the weekends I don't work weekends which is good yep but even but as an entrepreneur people will understand this it's like dude you never shut off in your brain there's times i'm just playing with my kids and I'm thinking about work dude and it's yeah it's a detriment dude it really is i'm still trying to figure out the the success this the formula for that but right now i could yep. say that Delegation is important, man. As soon as I got an office admin for my painting business that just handles all client communications, which is a huge energy suck. Um, it's just, you know, jumping at the needs of your your customers. So when I put that barrier into place, I mean, that, that eliminated 70% of, of my mental energy when I know that yep. someone else is servicing the needs of my clients. And then of yeah. course, you know, the automations and there's things that I know that a lot of people are stressed about. And that's another big thing that I want to solve with drip jobs is that I remember what it was like to feel disorganized. And when you feel disorganized, you, you know, it's, it's almost like having a messy bedroom, dude. It's like yeah. the, the more disorganized your, your customers are, your contacts, your invoices, your proposals, your change orders, your communications. It's like, yep. dude, when you have a messy bedroom, you just let it, you just keep mess, getting it messier. You're like, dude, I'll never... Resolve this. And when people sign up for our app, I mean, it's like a fresh slate, man. It's, it's a good feeling, you know? So it is. I mean, I use it in my business. It helps. (laughs) I
1: I love it. I love it. No, I mean, I think, you know, I, I can relate to that even on the personal level. Right. I was, with our, with our boys last night. And, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I get home at 435 o'clock and it's just family time the rest of the night, I'm not saying I'm not thinking, I'm not doing anything else yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. I'm already thinking of like what needs done when they're both in bed, right? That 30 minutes to an hour and a half I get, depending on bedtime, um, you know, like what needs done, right? And I'm, I'm just starting to think about it and I can already feel that like disorganized you know, so I was just like, all oh, right, let me just pop this in a little note in my phone, yeah. you know, and then I'll yeah, have to yeah, think yeah. about it for the next four hours yeah. until they go to yeah. bed. Right. And then it's execution. Same. So, um, so I, I love it. Well, Tanner, it, it's been a lot of fun the last few weeks reconnecting in a lot of different ways. I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Uh, like you said, I'm excited to see you at Expo. I know we got some other stuff we've been discussing for the rest of the year. We'll talk about more offline and, and save the big announcements for that. But, yes, sir. um, But other than that, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate your heart. Thanks for what you're doing for the painting community. Uh, And I can't wait to be on this journey with you moving forward even more.
2: Awesome, brother. Thank you, man, for having me. Appreciate you. Yep, thanks, Tanner.
0: Painted Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit pcaPainted.org.